police lady behind the desk was in her early to mid-forties. Her dark hair was scraped into a tight knot on the top of her head, making her face look pinched, severe. Ruthless thought that with a little rouge on her cheeks, she might be pretty. He dated a couple of white women back in the seventies. He smiled at the brunette. She didn't smile back. Name and time of arrest, she asked the policeman at his side. This is Rufus Harold Samuels. Time of arrest was 2100 hours. Circumstances, please. Me dear lady, me don't want to waste any more of your time. There are no circumstances. Everything has been blown apart of proportion. You see, the custody sergeant cut Rufus dead with a look. This was the sort of woman who didn't like being interrupted. Best to keep quiet and bide his time. The young officer relayed the events in police language, formal, stilted. Rufus listened. He would have given a better account of what had occurred. It was clear this copper didn't grasp the complexity of his domestic situation. After all, he was just a boy. Mr. Samuels, I'm going to authorise your detention so that we can act on the information my colleague has reported and give you the opportunity to provide an explanation. Now empty your pockets. Me beg you not tip me hat. Sorry? Madam, me would like to keep me hat if it's all right with you. It's my lucky hat. I mean, I want to catch a draft and be sick come New Year's Day. They confiscated Rufus's mobile phone, his wallet, his watch, his tie, and cufflinks. They even took his shoelaces. He was allowed to keep his Homburg after they checked the lining and the brim. Are you on any medication? Custody Sergeant asked in her monotone. Rufus was seventy-two, but believed he could still pass for sixty. He had always taken pride in his physical appearance, and had been able to maintain his athletic build, his slender waist and barrel chest, until well into middle age. Then came a diagnosis of high blood pressure, then diabetes, and after that he started having a sort of trouble associated with an enlarged prostate. But all the men he played dominoes with at the Duke of Sussex had the same problems. You're as old as the woman you feel, was Connie's philosophy. Cheryl was thirty-six, healthy and strong. The bolt on the cell door echoed as it shot home. Rufus overheard the policemen conversing as they retreated along the corridor. What's Grandad in for? asked the Asian custody officer, wearing a loud suit in a built-up area. Domestic, his arresting officer replied. Blimey, has he asked for a lawyer? Nah, he does want a phone call, though. Rufus padded carefully across the cell floor. Without the laces, his brogues were large and awkward. The blue plastic mattress spread across a narrow cot was thin and cold against his backside as he sat down. He inhaled, catching a whiff of sweat and booze. In a neighbouring cell, the baritone began slurring his way through old Lang Syne again. A younger, gruffer male voice shouted, Shut the fuck up! The singing continued, I said shut the fuck up! Gruff voice repeated. The baritone stopped. You shut the fuck up, he shouted. No, you shut the fuck up. Go fuck yourself. No, 
You go fuck yourself. Their expletives echoed up and down the corridor for around five minutes. Then there was silence. Rufus took off his hat and allowed his head to rest against the concrete wall. His mind drifted back to this time last year and the moment Cheryl arrived at the community centre, dressed in that white strapless gown. It clung to her bosom, slipped over her hips and hugged her broad backside, before cascading in folds with silver sequins down to the tiled floor. Cheryl and her girlfriend stood at the edge of the dance floor, with their Beyoncé-style weaves clutching Bacardi breezes. Being red-skinned, Rufus wasn't usually attracted to women of a darker complexion. Cheryl's smooth blue-black skin had the luster of a Nubian wood carving. Expertly.